Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Star Trek Exercise. I'm your host, Tony Kowalski. So, as you all know, in each episode, I try asking everybody to hit me up for, you know, uh, kind of thoughts and uh, kind of ideas for me to talk about on the show. And... Everybody that I've talked to, you know, a couple of people that I know have given me some great ideas and I'm going to go over those ideas. But then I also realized that I just, I got to make this my own, you know, and I, uh, I, I want, you know, it's my podcast. I should talk about what, uh, goes on in my head, you know, so you guys, you don't, you don't, obviously you don't have to do anything. But uh, if you guys don't want to, you know, give me any ideas, you know, I will, uh, I will provide myself with ideas. I have so much stuff around the house, so much knowledge, in- knowledge inside of my head, and I'm just not using it to my full potential sometimes. So today, I was, you know, I was thinking about kind of the differences in the different Star Trek shows, you know whether something new was added or they changed something or, you know, uh, I kind of want to go over that, what my opinions about it are. And uh, I also want to uh, give my opinion on what I think they should have kept and what I think they should have gotten rid of that they have kept. I'll also be going over some of the different uniforms in Star Trek and which ones are my favorite. you know, this is going to be one of those podcasts where uh, I'm just going to sit back and relax. And I hope you guys are also joining me and sitting back and relaxing with me. But so the first thing I want to go over is the costumes, the, the uniforms that, you know, have been worn in each show. All right. Now, obviously, you have the iconic red, blue, you know, yellow shirts from the original series. And then they also recreated that, like kind of redid it, tweaked it for Star Trek Discovery. And, you know, they were, they wanted it, they didn't want it to be identical, but they wanted it to be similar. And, uh, and I respect that. I personally, I love the Star Trek Discovery uniforms. Um, You know, just the blue And, you know, uh, they're all the same virtually, except for like the shoulder pads. Those are the thing that resembles your rank. You know, gold is a captain or, you know, and the gray is like a lieutenant and uh, the pins, you know, if you have a silver pin, uh, you're a lieutenant or, you know, uh, along those lines. the Star Trek Discovery uniforms are the uniforms that I personally think are the most sleek, most stylish out of all of the uniforms, and they are my favorite. Um, I actually have two Captain Pike jackets and one Spock jacket, and when I was Spock last year for Halloween, I actually wore that Spock jacket, 
and I love it so much. They fit me great. They're not like super duper duper accurate, but you know, for what they are, I love them. And every single time you see Captain Pike or any other Star Trek Discovery, uh, you know, person uh, that's on, you know, any other crew member, they, they, just look at the uniforms. They fit so nice. You know, they are tailored to fit uh, the person. And, uh, you know, in the original series, you know, Captain Kirk, you can see throughout a bunch of different episodes that his sleeves look much, much too short for him. You know, not saying that the original series uniforms aren't great. They are great. I love them. They're simple. You know, the patch is sewn on there. You know, uh, I do love it. You know, uh, we've seen three different versions of the original series uh, kind of uniforms. You got, you know, obviously the original series, Star Trek Discovery, and then the J.J. Abrams films with the Kelvin timeline. And with the Kelvin timeline, I love them. You know, I think they're a two-piece, like, kind of uniform because they have a black shirt under it and then they have the pullover. Um, and their pins are also removable as well. And I, I, I love the uh, Kelvin Timeline uh, uniforms because uh, it's almost the exact same as the original series, but with slight differences. You know, you can kind of see more of the pattern on them. And, you know, uh, the badges are a big thing. You know, I love the badges. Um, I, actually, I actually have one and I love it so much just because you can kind of see through it. So you have the Starfleet insignia and then you can just see the color of the shirt right through it. And I, you know, I love it, you know? Um, but the original series, okay, that is my favorite sort of uniform. I'm not talking about like the original series films uniforms, which I did like those, you know? I'm talking about like the movies and stuff like that. Th those are gonna be my forever favorite uniforms. You know, the Star Trek The Next Generation uniforms, they're cool, but uh, in my personal opinion, you know, I think captains uh, should always wear uh, yellow, you know, because yellow pops out and, it, you know, it makes them feel more vibrant, you know, and energetic, just like a captain, you know, should be in my opinion. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love, you know, the you know the red suits for captain picard and stuff like that but as far as that you know i i think yellow should be for you know the higher ups definitely um you know red shirts kind of have a you know a bad reputation um but you know i love all the uniforms it's just that some i like a little less you know, uh, I love the Voyager uniforms too. I haven't watched Voyager. I know the Voyager and Deep Space Nine uniforms, I'm pretty sure they're the same. Um, and I do love those. I love the the badge uh, with it. I, I love the comm badges. I think that's the coolest thing, uh, just to be able to tap it and communicate. It's their communicators and, you know, I love that. Um, you know, that's a step up. Uh, you know, in my personal opinion, you know, a next generation badge, obviously it's not going to look good on an original series shirt. Um, the, the, the com badges fit very well with the next generation uniforms. You know, um, I like 
how with the next generation uniforms, their ranks are displayed on like sort of their collarbone. Uh, and I really, really like that. I actually, that's what, that's what I want my first tattoo to be. Uh, kind of like a first officer rank, like three pips on the collarbone. I know that's like the worst and, you know, most painful place to get a tattoo, but you know, it's not something that's really big and it can be, you know, hid very easily. And if you don't really want other people to see it, you know, you're really gonna be the only one that sees it. Obviously, for me personally, I'll be showing that thing off all of the time. Um, but that's what I want my first tattoo to be. Um, they also did the same, you know, the similar kind of thing in Star Trek Enterprise where, you know, instead of pips, they were sort of rectangles and they were on their jumpsuits. Uh, you know, three still meant like commander and four still meant like captain or something like that. And then two for lieutenant and then one for ensign. And, uh, you know, I like that design, you know. Uh, in Star Trek Discovery, they did something very similar, except it was on their badges. Uh, you know, Captain Pike, if you look at an actual badge, it actually has the four pips going alongside the edge of the, ba the badge. And I really like that. Um, whereas in the original series, you know, it was kind of, the shirts kind of determined, you know, hey, yellow, that's obviously Captain Blue probably science or medical officer, you know, um, and Star Trek has definitely evolved in those ways. Uh, now there's one thing that I would have kept, uh, throughout most of the Star Trek shows, um, the phasers. The original series phasers are awesome. I love the design of them. I love, I, I really love everything about them. I like how you can disconnect phaser one and just you know it's it's a little handheld phaser and then you can connect it to phaser two and i love that function of it um you know i really wish they would have kept that you know but the next generation obviously is supposed to be more futuristic so they modified the phasers in that way i don't like the design of the phasers in the next generation um and the reason why is i believe i've mentioned this briefly before uh, but they look like the stuff that a doctor would use to look inside of your ear, you know? That's what that looks like to me. Um, and, sorry. And it, uh, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, the first time that I ever saw these phasers, I was like, what the heck is this, you know? But nevertheless, I'm not saying they're not still fun. You know, I have a, I have a next generation phaser and it looks really great. Uh, they have a, it has a little belt clip, you know, a little clip that you can put on your belt or your, your pants or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that I hate it. I just don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> now, another thing that I like is sort of the whole kind of ranking system uh they, there's been a lot of changes you know the original star trek enterprise crew i'm not saying like the original series i'm talking about star trek enterprise there was only like 85 people aboard you know and a lot of them had to share uh quarters with each other um and sorry i'm feeling a little bit parched today my mouth is really dry um i just got back from a run so that's probably why um, but anyway, uh, 
you know, the senior bridge officers and, you know, the senior officers and everything like that, they have their own kind of quarters and stuff like that. And, uh, we don't really see their quarters a lot. Um, you know, uh, to Paul in her quarters, you know, it, it's seen as very bland, very simplistic. There's candles and, you know, uh, she meditates every single night and, um, Another, another interesting thing about Enterprise, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, there's no star dates. It's called Captain Star Logs, and uh, they don't use, st uh, they don't like, like I said, there's no star dates. Uh, they, they, they're, you know, there's Captain's Logs, but they don't call them Captain's Logs, they call them Captain Star Logs. Uh, they, they actually tell the date, it's like, there's one episode where it was like, February 21st, you know, uh, 20, 21, uh, 66 or something like that, 2155. So they actually use like, still, they still use calendar dates, which I thought was very interesting. But then again, you know, you know, the Federation of Planets doesn't exist yet. So they're not going to have that kind of stuff yet. Um, and as the shows, as the shows go on, the complimentary just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger um there's there's room for more positions there's room for more crew uh you know there's a ship's counselor on the enterprise d um you know and we don't see that in enterprise discovery or the original series and if there was one we never really saw them on screen um you know and i really like that I, that's why i like the next generation so much is because there's more positions you know when you're on a starship you know and you are in a crisis and something is bothering you it's logical to have a counselor you know especially a counselor that's betazoid and has empathic powers and you know she could just tell what they're feeling and it kind of it, it's 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 pretty cool um you know, uh, you got, you know, ship's pets. There wasn't really a, a ship's pet on the original series, um, but there was one on Enterprise and The Next Generation. Like I said, Enterprise had Porthos. I love Porthos. Um, and then you had Spot on The Next Generation. Um, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Enterprise. Um, you know, that's why I wanted to dedicate, I think it was two episodes ago, just to Star Trek Enterprise, just because I wanted to get my opinion out there. You know, it deserves so much better. Um, I'm still watching it right now. Uh, you know, I just got done watching an episode this morning, and it was about how T'Pol uh, was part of the first contact on Earth. Now, we see the first contact back in the Next Generation movies, but in Star Trek Enterprise, we actually find out that wasn't the first contact. Um, Vulcans actually made contact with Earth a lot longer in like the 1950s. Uh, you know, T'Pol was part of three Vulcans that, you know, their ship, it, it crash landed on Earth. They were just going there to survey the planet, but it actually crash landed on Earth and the captain died and, um, you know, I forgot all their names. Um, but 
they're trying to get accustomed to the new culture. Um, you know, one of the first scenes is they, the, to Paul and this other Vulcan, they go into a bar and uh, this guy was like, uh, hey, do you want to play some pool? And, you know, the Vulcan was just like, it's simple geometry, it should be simple. And to Paul's over there just saying like, I told you not to interact or talk to anybody. Uh, you know, but eventually they, they get more accustomed. They're there for, I think, like a year almost or something like that. Um, and one Vulcan ends up actually staying behind until he passes away. So there was a Vulcan living on Earth and nobody even knew it. Um, and I think that's kind of cool uh, because it gave us a little insight on something that we have never seen before, you know? Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, things in Star Trek Enterprise that, you know, lead into something, uh, you know, that happens later in different series, you know, and I really like that. Um, like I said before in a different episode, their uniforms, they're okay, they're not the best, but like I said, they're simple, uh, they just got a patch on the left arm and then their ranks, super easy. Um, and I, I just, I love it. I, I love all Star Trek. I've, there, I haven't watched a single Star Trek that has disappointed me, except Star Trek The Motion Picture. That disappointed me. Um, Star Trek The Voyage Home will be my all-time favorite Star Trek movie, no matter what. Um, you know, that movie is just filled with so much humor it's filled with so much you know kind of uh you know lessons as well um not like oh you know this is actually going to happen to you in real life lessons but uh you know just sort of lessons that the crew learns um you know uh, they encounter this you know whaleologist or like a marine biologist i guess and you know they travel back in time to the late 21st century and they meet this uh female and uh you know spock does a vulcan mind melt on this whale and he's like oh gracie's pregnant and the chick's like how did you know that and then uh eventually uh they uh captain kirk and uh, uh this this girl i keep forgetting her name um you know they go out to eat they go for Italian. Um, Spock doesn't like Italian, so he didn't come. But, you know, uh, that's where Captain Kirk says, you know, uh, he's from space. You know, she's like, oh, come on, don't tell me you're from outer space. And he's like, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm from, on, I'm from what on your calendar would be the late 23rd century. I've traveled back in time to bring back two humpback whales to repopulate the species. And, uh, you know, she, she doesn't believe them at first. Um, but then eventually, uh, you know, she finds out and, you know, she tricks Captain Kirk. They were about to beam back on the ship at the end of the movie. She grabs a hold of them. She's like, I got nothing left here, you know? So they actually bring her back to the future um, because she's the only one that knows about whales. Uh, and now that they have two humpback whales, uh, you know, they kind of, they kind of need her. So, 
they brought her back. And I thought that was really fun. It was a really fun movie. Um, you know, Dr. McCoy, he was the funniest uh, in that, you know. Uh, I, I love Dr. McCoy so much. Um, one second. You know, and one thing I love about Star Trek is, you know, you have a little bit of action, but you also have a little bit of comedy at the same exact time, and that really blends together well. Um, you know, uh, The Voyage Home, is, in my opinion, it was a masterpiece, uh, and that's just in my opinion. People aren't going to agree with you that it was a masterpiece, but um, it's my all-time favorite movie. Um, let's see, what else? what else is there? Um, ah, yes, uh, Tricorders, you know, um, the original series Tricorder, it was bulky, you know, it had the strap and you held it with one hand and it had the little scanner. I loved that though, where you had the little scanner. It's iconic for me. And every single time I think of Tricorder, I'm not thinking next generation Tricorder. I'm thinking the original series Tricorder, you know, um, and I, I, I love it. As far as props and uniforms go, the original series and basically everything, uh, you know, that comes before it, it will be like, it will forever have my heart, you know? Uh, and, you know, one thing that I love that they added was the holodecks in the next generation. Um, I've mentioned this before. I've, I've brought up a lot of this before. Now that I'm talking about all of this, the holodecks are just so awesome. Just imagine being able to punch in a couple numbers, all right, and literally live the dream that you had last night. Be able to touch everything, smell everything, eat anything that you ate in the dream, you know. Um, I, I think that'd just be so awesome. There would be no lead, there would be no need for shore leave, you know. If you're out like 26 light years away from Earth, and you want to take a visit to uh, Alaska, punch in a few numbers and boom, you're there. It's, you know, you'll be freezing, you'll feel cold, you know. Um, and holodecks are just so awesome. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that they've added in shows that I personally love. Um, holodecks have actually existed uh, before Discovery even took place. Like, in Star Trek Enterprise, uh, Commander Tucker is aboard this alien ship, and they go into this room that kind of looks like a rainbow room almost, and it's a holodeck. It's legit just a holodeck. She types in a few numbers, and boom, they're on the planet that she's from. You know, they're walking, they can smell the air, they can feel it, you know, and then they reprogram it, and now they're on water in a boat, and... Uh, so holodecks have existed long before the next generation, um, and I don't understand why they didn't use that, um, you know, in the original series. Obviously, because the original series, you know, it probably wasn't thought of yet. They came up with a lot of things after the original series, you know. Enterprise was made after the original series, but it takes place before it, so they probably didn't come up with ideas like that. Um, but that's, that's one of the things that... I absolutely love to see um, and in Star Trek Online as well um, 
you know, if you're playing in the original series Starfleet, like if you're playing in that kind of category, you know, it'll actually, you know, it'll take you to like a discovery sort of thing as well. And you'll, you, you'd go back in time and, you know, uh, Lieutenant Stamminson's there and you got the spore drive and then, you know, you've got the mycelial network and you go through that in the original series sort of part of Star Trek Online. And there are also holodecks. Um, now, one thing that I forgot to mention about Star Trek Enterprise, there is one thing that I absolutely don't understand, um, is uh, Crewman Daniels. He's from like 900 years in the future, like in the 27th century. Um, and we see him throughout the show. And he's there to like monitor and, you know, protect the Enterprise. And then he goes back where he was from. And then the first season ends with him transporting Captain Archer to the 27th century. Now, I've, uh, I've seen some things around and in the show... Uh, there are actually, there's actually an episode where you see an Enterprise J, and that is a 27th century starship. Um, so that just goes to prove that there are many, many, many more different versions of Enterprise out there than we even knew about, um, which I thought was really, really neat. I haven't seen that episode yet, but I was looking around and I was like, whoa, that's cool. Um, you know, but there's just so many things. Uh, about Star Trek that have been added, you know, uh, that I wish would have stayed, and um, the original series will forever be iconic. You know, Space Seed is uh, a great episode, and uh, you know, I love uh, I love the city on the edge of forever. Um, you know, there's a lot of very significant original series episodes out there, and um, and in Star Trek Discovery, there's actually an episode where it takes place after the very first episode, The Cage. And it's so awesome. Uh, I like to see when things tie in with each other. I think it's just so great and it's so awesome. Uh, you know, and with the J.J. Abrams films, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't like about it. I'm personally not a fan of the phasers, you know, that's not saying that, you know, when I say that I'm not a fan, I don't mean that I don't like it, you know, it's just, it's too, you know, there's a difference between being simple and being too simple. Uh, the, 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 the phasers in the Kelvin timeline you know, you press a button, it goes stun to kill. I like when you have multiple settings, different intensities, you know, and, um, you know, I love the original series communicator too. And that's one of the things that, you know, in the JJ Abrams films, in my opinion, you know, it's cool. Um, but they were, when they were creating all of it, they were just trying to make it look more futuristic. They were trying to make the original series, but more futuristic since they have that kind of technology to do that stuff now and uh in uh, with with the communicators in the kelvin timeline uh there's actually a little circle and uh that's you know you could actually see 
the person on there. It's sort of like a holographic kind of communication device. And which I thought was a cool little, uh, you know, feature, but it's still one of those things where I, I will always love the original series communicator better. Um, you know, as far as props go, like I said, the original series, my opinion, has the best. Uh, the phase pistols in Star Trek Enterprise, uh, they're really, they're really like bulky to me. Uh, there's just a stun and a kill setting. That's when they're like in their first model stage and you know, that's when they were first, you know, using it, and that's when Starfleet, Starfleet first uh, made it the, uh, you know, standard issue kind of weapon, you know, and there's so much about Enterprise that I love, and there's, uh, I just still don't understand why a lot of people don't like it. Um, anyway, that's what I wanted this podcast to be about. Um, just sort of the likes and dislikes on the different TV shows, what I would have wanted to keep, what I like, what they added, you know, uh, which uniforms I like the most. Um, and that's, that's all I really wanted to go over. Um, and I, while I'm here, I wanted to share a few interesting facts with you guys. Usually I'm recording my podcasts not in my room but since i'm here i'm looking at my wall my wall that's filled with a bunch of star trek facts and i want to give you guys some some interesting uh kind of you know information now i have this one page it's called by the numbers and it has all these different numbers on it um and you know i'm just going to go over a few of them so, number 19, it says, that's the number of women Kirk kissed on the original series. You, we all know that Kirk was a player, he kissed everybody, you know, whatever. Um, the estimated hours it would take to watch every Star Trek series and movie, it's estimated like 556 hours, and it's, it's, it's more now, uh, just because when this magazine came out, you know, they didn't. You, they weren't counting Discovery, they weren't counting Picard, um, so it's probably even a little bit more now. Um, it says right here, uh, there was 11 uh, different versions of the USN, USS Enterprise that have appeared in films and on television, and I thought that was really interesting. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, as much of a dar, diehard fan I am, I can't go off naming all 11. Um, you know, you've got uh, Star Trek... The original series Enterprise, then you've got Enterprise A, then you've got Enterprise B, and then you've got Enterprise D. They skipped over C. Um, you know, you've got the Enterprise E, and then you've got uh, Star Trek Discovery Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise Enterprise. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think here. You've got the J.J. Abrams. Kelvin Timeline Starship Enterprise, and then you've got Enterprise A from the J.J. Abrams movies. So right now I'm holding up nine fingers right now, so I'm still missing three. Uh, you know, we'll count in the Enterprise J that we saw in Star Trek Enterprise. Um, but from off of, you know, the top of my head, I can't name the other two. So if you guys can, please, 
you know, let me know. I know, this is like the longest podcast that I've done. Um, you know, uh, I'll name off one more fact and that will be it. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, um, 25, 25, it's the number of red shirts, uh, who died on the original series, um, here, here's really fun fact right here, fans have long used the term red shirt to define any background character who would quickly be killed off, however, according to a study by mathematician James Grime, only 10% of red shirts died as opposed to 18% of gold shirts, so, that kind of gives you to you there uh, more gold shirts died than red shirts you know but red shirts are just known for being killed uh, anyway thank you guys so much for watching i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast uh, i i feel like i'm getting a lot better at this uh if you have any questions comments concerns if you just want to talk to me you can hit me up at hit it captain pike uh, on twitter um you know i'm always constantly changing my twitter now i'm trying to find a right groove here um but yeah, it's hit it, Captain Pike. You guys can hit, uh, you know hit me up on there for any questions, comments, concerns, um, you know. And if you just want to talk to me, I want some friends uh, to talk about Star Trek with. So thank you guys for joining me. And until next time, I'll see you later.